With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The Ministry of Health confirms the death this weekend of a patient with COVID-19 complications who was admitted to the Cayman Islands Hospital back in October. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. The ministry says the patient was a resident of the islands who tested positive after arriving in the islands from overseas. A statement says the patient was in isolation at first, but then moved to the Cayman Islands Hospital after their symptoms got worse. This is the second person to die of COVID-19 in the Cayman Islands. The first was a tourist from a cruise ship who was admitted to a local hospital to receive urgent treatment for an unrelated health condition. The ministry and Health Services Authority extend their deepest condolences to the families and friends of the deceased. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Health Minister the Honorable Dwayne Seymour says while the islands have had no known recent cases of community transmission, it is still important to continue COVID-19 preventative measures, things like hand washing and social distancing. We also have the results tonight of the 590 COVID-19 tests carried out since Friday. Medical Officer of Health Dr. Samuel Williams-Rodriguez says there were three positives in the batch. Two were asymptomatic inbound travelers in isolation and another traveler with mild symptoms tested positive after undergoing screening at the end of the quarantine program. All will remain in isolation until recovered. The total number of people in isolation right now, whether that's at a government facility or in their homes, is 800. Police confirm a 39-year-old Georgetown man has been formally charged with seven counts of indecent assault and was due to appear in court today. The victim is reportedly a juvenile female, with the incidents taking place between 2015 and 2020. A 43-year-old Bodentown man arrested in connection with the indecent assault of a juvenile in Lore Valley earlier this month has now been formally charged. The assault was reported on Wednesday, November 11th in Lore Valley. The suspect left the scene but turned himself into authorities the next day. Government introduces a bill that brings some more changes to Parliament. On November 6th, the Citation of Acts of Parliament bill was introduced on the legislation.gov.ky website. According to the bill, it will change Cayman's laws to acts. Under Clause 3 of the bill, the legislation and all enactments passed by Parliament after the commencement of the legislation shall be styled as acts. The bill also deals with how laws enacted before the commencement of the order will be cited as acts after the order comes into force. The bill also deals with how laws enacted before the commencement of the order would be cited as acts after the order comes into force. Lawmakers will be heading to the Legislative Assembly building in December, meeting for the first time as Parliament, a constitutional change the governor says he fully supports. In terms of the relationship with the UK, I think it's extremely constructive. The, the current relationship between the, the Premier and, and, and Cabinet and, and UK ministers is a, is a very constructive one. His Excellency Martin Roper says the recent constitutional change agreed to by the UK government include the renaming of the Legislative Assembly to Parliament, which he says reflects the UK's confidence in Cayman. We started it in uh, December 2018, so it's taken quite a while, but of course the COVID intervened and sort of set, set things back quite a bit. But I think that's a, um, it's, it's a really important package um, for a number of reasons and a, and a, and a vote of confidence in, in Cayman, in its vibrant democracy, in its institutions um, and in its people. Cayman is now the third British overseas territory to have a legislative body known as Parliament. So much of our attention has been laser-focused on COVID-19, the shelter-in-place, the challenges we're facing as a community and a country. But one local mother's story is a reminder that adversity can lead to amazing things, like saving lives. It was two years ago when my son was diagnosed. He was 10, and he was diagnosed with this very rare electrical heart condition that made him 
more prone to cardiac arrest than others around him. And when they give you scary statistics, like he is likely 15% chance of a cardiac arrest in the next 12 months, you just think, well, I need to do something about that. And that is exactly what Christine Kish did. She learned that automated external defibrillators, AEDs, are a critical and potentially life-saving tool. We do have them in Cayman, but there is a problem. We have a lot of AEDs in the Cayman Islands, but no one knows where they are. So we find ourselves in situations where somebody has a cardiac arrest in a home or on a street, and they will unfortunately pass away before the ambulance arrives, but there was an AED quite nearby. And this idea infuriated me <laughs> when I realized that my children were at a higher risk of a cardiac arrest because of the condition that they've been diagnosed with. Christine turned her fury into positive action. While she has no medical background, she has been an attorney for many years. So she dug in and started researching, and that provided not only some answers, but ideas. I learned of a situation where somebody passed away with an AD very nearby, and that information was not given to the people who were around the individual at the time. And what I wanted to do was, first of all, find out where they all are, but once I had that information, I thought, well, what am I going to do with it? So I started researching and finding out what other countries do. And I discovered this software system in the US that's now um, in operational in 14 states in America, and I believe it's three provinces in Canada, where there is a database of all the ADs, including their locations, and it is linked to 911. Which brings us to today and the creation of Lifeline. It's a charity that has been set up with a main purpose, a primary purpose, and that is we are creating a national database of all the AEDs, which are automated external defibrillators, on the island, or in fact on all three islands, including the sister islands. The organization is already at work, with more than 180 AEDs registered, nonprofit process launched, and a website at lifeline.ky providing information and resources. And there's one more thing, their first life saved. Mr. Charlie Adams had a cardiac arrest in February at the Cayman Islands Tennis Club, and um, he didn't know he had a heart condition. And a few months earlier, Lifeline had placed an AED at the tennis club. And um, fortunately that night, there was a gentleman playing on another tennis court who is a, a real life hero, who um, was able to step in, assist with the CPR, retrieve the AED, apply it, and the machine shocked him. And he was trying to talk, opening his eyes, regaining consciousness, all of it before the ambulance had arrived. And um, certainly it's the view of the paramedics and those around that he wouldn't have been here today if that AD hadn't been there. Christine tells Radio Cayman what it was like when Lifeline brought the two men together to meet each other for the first time. We arranged a, a little get-together afterwards to introduce him to the gentleman who was mainly responsible for saving him that evening. And watching the two of them hug, I mean, I was just bawling with tears. It was so emotional to realize these two strangers were joined in a way that will never, will never separate them. And I think making those connections and offering them the opportunity to speak to other people who've been through the same situation. And, and this wasn't at all a part of what Lifeline was going to do, but it's developed and grown. So I'm happy for us to try and help in any way we can. You can learn more about that work by visiting their website at lifeline.ky. A quick reminder, beach bonfires require government's pre-approval. Here's CIGTV's Simon Boxel with more. 
Turtle nesting season may be winding down, but there's no let up for those tasked with their protection at the Department of Environment. If you're planning on lighting a fire at the beach this weekend, remember you'll need a permit from the Department of Environmental Health to do so. This helps protect the hatchlings and keeps the beach safe for everyone. Turtle season typically runs from May to November. Simon Boxel there for CIGTV. Dozens of people turned up for this year's Diabetes Fair at the Lion Center Saturday morning. Today is World Diabetes Day all over the world and we're here to celebrate it and go forth with education. Lion Yvette McField there welcoming people to the free event on World Diabetes Day, which offered screenings, eye exams, and informative presentations and panel discussions. I just want to let you know, whoever has diabetes, they can live with it. Because I work 24-7, I still have three jobs, I'm 76 years old, and you can figure from that. You can see video of the event on the Lions Club of Grand Cayman Facebook and YouTube pages. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.